Welcome back. It's the Brady Farkas Show right here on WDEV AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. Spoke a lot about this yesterday. Vermont Lake Monsters not going the professional baseball route in 2021. They are going to be joining the college baseball summer ranks, the Futures League, which is um, one step lower than I probably wanted them to go. I really wanted them to join the NECBL, but overall, I think they did pretty good to join the Futures League. Joining us now for some more perspective is Howard Herman, longtime sports writer and columnist at the Berkshire Eagle in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, where they also have a Futures League team. So, Howard, how are you? Brady, I'm great. Um, you, you said what I said about seven years ago. I was kind of hope, initially hoping for the NECBL which has a team in North Adams, Massachusetts, which is about 25 miles to our north. But the Futures League came in. The, the thing that you will all notice in the difference between the two, and there's an NECBL team down in Montpelier, yeah. um, is that the Futures League is run more like a minor league baseball team. Most, mm. of, most, most of the ownership groups – also own professional teams. The team, the group in Pittsfield that owns the Suns, it owns the Hudson Valley Renegades of the of what used to be the New York Penn League, owns the St. Paul Saints that just became Minnesota's AAA team, and they run and, and it's run much more like a prof, like a a small minor league. So that's what you'll notice. So let me ask you a couple generic questions. Overall, caliber of play in the Futures League, what do you see from an actual baseball standpoint? It's gotten much better since Pittsfield joined the league. When the league – Pittsfield joined the league in its second year. That would have been like 2012. Got, yeah, something like that. It just had four teams, and then they doubled the number of teams. It started primarily as, a, as an opportunity for – Division one and smaller division New England players, because there there has been a requirement to have a certain percentage of either New England born or New England college players mm -hmm. on a on a roster. That's kind of adjusted over the years because with more teams, it's a little harder to find as many guys. What I've discovered over the years is the caliber of play has gotten much better the caliber of play between the futures league and the NECBL which you use is not great where the difference lies is also the same difference between the NECBL and the Cape Cod League mm -hmm. um, in the futures league you don't find as many guys with the big bat as you do in the Cape League you know where they have the you know all the primo college prospects and you don't find as many guys that touch a hundred and you get a couple more of those guys in the NECBL and most of them go to the Cape. So that's the, that's really the biggest difference. Uh, the on the field product, you know, the fielding is the same pretty much, you know, guys hit pretty much the same, just don't quite have as much, you know, power at, at, at the, at the futures league level. You know, what about the fan experience? Because I think a lot of people think, if the Lake Monsters just throw Lake Monsters jerseys on and bring out Champ the mascot, they're going to do just like they did before. I disagree with that. I think that the days of the Lake Monsters as a national brand are over because not being Major League affiliated. But, I, you know, I, I think it will be a fun family environment. But I think, you know, we're looking at like 750 to 1,000 people a night if you're lucky. What's the crowd size like at the Futures League? Well, that that's an you bring that up. That's an interesting point because seven hundred and fifty to a thousand 
could have the Lake Monsters organization making more money yeah. than, than they might otherwise because these are college kids. You're not paying players. So they're, all, they're living with families, and it's somewhat the same regard as it was in the New York Penn League era where players stayed with families and all that. Um, their success will depend on, of course, how well they market and how well they promote and how well they do things off the field. I can tell you in Pittsfield, um, two years ago, because the Suns did not participate in the 33-game um, Futures League schedule last year yep. because of um, require COVID requirements in Pittsfield. But in 2019, they averaged almost 1,100 fans a game. Hmm which put them in the middle of the of the then seven team league um the the team that draws the most year in and year out has been the team in worcester uh the bravehearts they have averaged about 2500 a game wow um, now so what are those teams doing then because that shocks me like i just assumed we're talking with howard herman of the berkshire eagle here on the brady farkas show i just assumed that when you leave minor league baseball the budget's going to get smaller and the giveaways are going to get less, you know, like I don't see giant bobblehead promotions and blankets and fleeces. Like I thought that that stuff was going to go away. So what are these teams doing to get 2000 plus fans a night? Well, I think it depends. Some teams will, will program and will promote somewhat the same way. They will spend that kind of money and bring that kind of money back in their budgets in general, a little lower because it's not, you know, they're not, their staffs are generally a little bit smaller. You know, the staff in the staff here in Pittsfield is like three or four people and a lot. And, and with a bunch of interns and a bunch of, you know, part-time employees, it's how you, it, it's, it's how you get out in your community. For example, um, in the two years previous to the, to the sons coming into Pittsfield had a team in the Can-Am league. Uh, yep. The independent league that is now part of the Frontier League, where the Tri City Valley Cats are now a member of that independent league, and those leagues are much more expensive because the franchises are not only paying for their general manager, but they have to employ their manager and pay for all their players. Yep. So the margin, the uh, the margins they have are a lot different. In this, you know, if you are if you have a good organization and i think pittsfield's organization's top shelf uh the gold clan group does a great job they have a they're able to use some of what they've used elsewhere um in pittsfield so they have a, a they have a certain scale and like some of their like their inflatables out in right field hmm. are the old inflatables from when they from their team in hudson valley it's you know it doesn't say suns on it but you know but nine-year-old kids who get bored watching baseball can go out there and slide, you know, and slide down the slide and play in the bouncy house. Anyway, it's a, you know, it really depends on how much CJ and his staff in Burlington can get out into the community and convince people that they are, you know, that they're a good show to, to come watch. I think there's two things I'll get you out of here on two things that I think about this league that will be good. One, I think the players 
are going to be very accessible. And even though you're close to the players when it's minor league baseball, they have agents and they have teams talking to them. And, you know, even though they're there, they don't always feel accessible and relatable. I see these college kids being really, really good with kids at the game and hanging out after the game and signing autographs and taking photos. And again, I think that will aid in the family environment of it all. How are these players and what do they do to make it a good experience for fans? What's interesting when you talk about the players is, you know, to a certain extent, teams in the Futures League try to bring players in from their regions. So, for example, um, we have always had the last four or five years a handful of players from our local area who are pretty good college players and playing on the team. Now, when, now with the Lock Monsters, even though UVM does not have a baseball team, there, you know, I'm sure there's pretty good high school baseball in the Burlington area, and yeah. kids go off and play college baseball elsewhere. So some of those kids will come back and get an opportunity to play for the Lake Monsters, which gives you a local a local kid to root for, which is something that when you're in the New York Penn League, if you get one of those, you get incredibly lucky to get a guy who was drafted or signed as a free agent by, in this case, for you guys last year, two years ago, the Oakland A's. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a crapshoot with that. It's less of a crapshoot this way you're going to get some players from your area to play for you and that will also you know their mom and dad are going to come their family members are going to come and they're and so forth and so on etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's going to make things a little bit better and it's going to you know draw fans to your ballpark well that is good news for sure howard herman berkshire eagle sports writer and columnist on the brady farkas show howard we appreciate the time and the perspective on the futures league we'll do it again sometime Absolutely, and I, I told them I told them schedule the schedule the opener in Burlington for the first game of the season. Have Pittsfield come there, and I and I told them I'll be there.